podcast. I am your host, Nakia Hines, and I deeply believe that we reach authentic healing through intentionality and candid conversations. I am so excited for you to hear today's episode, but even more excited that you are here with me on this journey to self-actualization. Let's get right into it. I can't, I can't even front and I know it's technically still summertime, but it's something about the fall that does it to your girl. There I said it, there's my confession. It's something about the fall that blesses my soul, makes me want to do spins everywhere I go. I'm, and I promise you, I'm not lying. I romanticize fall. Maybe fall romanticizes me at this point. Because when these leaves get to turning, baby, my relationship with God gets so deep. Because I'm just in admiration of, the, like, he was so clever to do something so beautiful. Um, I had to get that off my chest. I had to get, and listen, a girl loves summer with the with the best of them. I am a summer baby. The thing that gets me is the bugs, okay? I, I understand they may have value to, you know, the ecosystem in which we live, but they do not have value to be in my space. They don't even have permission or consent, and yet they just, they cross the boundary every time. They cross the boundary every time. So... It's something about fall where it's not cold. It's like, it's just, I don't know, y'all. I, I'm not going to waste your time. But as you can see, I am in love with the season that is joining us very shortly, which is also crazy because I don't know about y'all, but I'm still in the space of 2023. We haven't even gotten to know each other yet. How are you already packing your bags to get on out of here? How are you doing that? What is what is this? The, the years didn't go so fast before the pandemic. What has happened? Okay, what has happened? Um, but also, I started talking, not just because I really do love fall, because I do, but also because there is power in finding moments of awe in the most of mundane of things. There's actually, of course, you won't be surprised to hear this at this point because you should know me very well, but there's scientific evidence that when we allow ourselves to find one moment, excuse that noise, haters, but when we allow ourselves to find one moment, at least one moment of all per day, it does wonders for our health. Now, just Google moment of awe. And I, if I get a moment, I will also just share some uh, some of the research in the show notes. So you can go check that out. So there's your encouragement to go look around, go outside if you need to, even in your home. Just find one thing that amazes you and, and really take it in and appreciate it, which is so funny because like that's literally I will be driving and especially when the leaves are really like turning and everything is like back to its natural state before it transitions to winter I'll be driving and be so distracted by the beauty of God's creation and that's exactly what I want to talk to you about today is the art of not only distraction but how we can distract our own distraction now listen to me clearly I know that might have sounded confusing, but I promise you we are going somewhere. 
The first thing that I want to tell you is that difficult seasons, challenging moments are all going to be distractions. Sometimes they are distracting us. They're sent from the enemy and that enemy is trying to distract us from the, the life that God has called for us. The, I read something the other day and it said, the biggest secret is that the reason the enemy is attacking you so hard is because he believes everything that God says about you. So it's it's a weird situation because like if you already lost, why 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 are you still trying? Just give it up. But as we know, that's not what's happening here. Um, but everything that we experience in life is something that we can go through or it's something that we can grow through. And of course, I'm going to always encourage us to allow ourselves to grow through things and not come out of these hard seasons empty handed. I'm not here to suggest that we have to make sense of every terrible thing that happens in life because some things actually have no meaning to make from them. Okay, I think I've said this before and I will always be on this soapbox there is never going to be a lesson learned from a child being harmed in any way. They didn't need that in their life. What didn't kill them did not make them stronger. It made them more sensitive. Their, their fear is more heightened, their need for healing greater, and it was unnecessary. That was not sent by God. There's no, there's no meaning to be made there. So I want to be clear on all fronts that every horrible thing, doesn't have an explanation that is needing to be attached to it. And sometimes you just need to feel your feelings without trying to figure out what is this teaching me? Like the lessons will come as you're ready. But what I'm saying is overall, we can go through things and come out as a victim or we can grow through things and either not repeat a mistake we've made or just be wiser because of it. We can encourage others who are also in a space where we used to be. But first off, before we get too deep in it, it's on my heart to ask you to check in with yourself. Especially if you are somebody who moves so fast and you are filling up your calendar and you don't even get time to really pause. How are you really doing? I'm pausing because I really hope that you are answering that for yourself. There are many ways that we can cope but I really encourage you all, and myself included, because I'm I'm growing right there with you. We are in this together. I encourage us to take true moments of pause this week's with with this week with no technology, no people, and just sit with our ourselves. And then I want us to think about the empty spaces in our lives, quote unquote, empty spaces where we could be pausing and taking some time to focus on our breathing or journaling or meditating and just, you know, allowing our nervous system to be calm. Like, are we filling those empty spaces with things that are edifying us or are they distractions? I know as a parent of a little one, I often have to aggressively seek out and plan moments where I can be free of responsibility based on other people's needs and agendas. And I have found that when I just go with the flow of the day, the amount of external noise and the internal noise that responds to it is just too much for me. So I just really have to. Now, here's another thing, though. 
I'm not getting up at 5 a.m. Like I used to do that. There was a season where I was doing that on accident and then found value in it and was like, oh, totally get why the girls get up at five. However, that's not my season right now. So baby girl is sleep. And then I wake up when I wake up and I start my day. And if my daughter wakes up first, which normally doesn't happen, but she will definitely wake up first and I'm still in the bed, just chill it. Right. But I don't, I, I'm not one of the people who feel like you have to get up at 5 a.m. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have just to prepare for your day. Sometimes you need to go to sleep and find that quiet time at a different moment. Uh, but I really know that it's very important for us to know our own flow so that we can look at like the moments where we do. We, If you look at your day, your average day, and there's no moment of like, you know, a lull or a slowdown moment, there is a problem right there that we need to identify. Okay. We need to identify that because that's going to get you on the road to burnout. Our bodies were not meant to be servants to capitalism. And since we are, essentially, we have to resist that title, that role by forcing ourselves to slow down during our days so that we can give ourselves what we need. That's just what it is. I know sometimes like there was one week that was the busiest week for me and the toll of it literally almost took me out mentally and emotionally. And once I allowed myself to feel those feelings of feeling exhausted and like I hated the world and process the impact of the situation, which is super important, like we don't have to pretend that we're not feeling feelings. God gave us feelings and emotions for a reason. So after I allowed myself to process those feelings, I told myself that I was either going to make the choice to be led by God and who I know he is or to just succumb to the overwhelming pressures of life. And it's true that there will be a time in everybody's life that we have to walk by real faith or that we just have to be led by fear or anxiety or stress or any other emotion that is like draining you. It's most of the time led by fear. So that could be fear of the unknown, fear of our perceived realities, fear of our ability to even weather this current storm successfully, like fear be trying to drive everybody's boat, but we cannot allow that. So slowing down really is the antidote to allowing ourselves to release some of those weights. Of course, if you are a believer, take the word seriously. He says, cast all your cares onto him. So let's not just pretend that that wasn't something that we have access to. You don't have to carry it all because Jesus told you to give it to him. If the word tells us that he came so that we might live abundantly, but yet we're just operating from this place of existing, existing in like a robotic state or just having this sense of dread about life, like that's really a bit disrespectful to the life we were called to. Mm, It's giving are my actions showing that I just don't understand who God is or I don't believe him because like that's, it's in complete opposition. And I have to say it straight like that because it's really true. We let ourselves get in the way. And if somebody, like if you really believe in Christianity and you really believe that this man that went up there, sacrificed his life, died, and then came back, like think of, think of cousin Tommy down the street. I know you don't have a cousin Tommy. Somebody does, though. 
cousin Tommy do all that for you and then he come back and he see you struggling, Tommy gonna be like, well, what was the point? What, what was the reason? Okay, so just let that sit with you because I know that I was not the only person who needed to be checked by the Holy Spirit in this topic. But let me be clear, there really isn't anything wrong with addressing discomfort or difficulty in a situation. So I'm not trying to toxic positivity our way through this. The problem just begins when we allow ourselves to get comfortable in complaining about a thing or when we start to believe that what we see is all that God has to offer us like we have to remember that we're in the world we're not of the world that very distinction is the thing that's going to be our saving grace when times get hard so yes go ahead and cry about it but then when you dry those tears always turn back to christ always lean back in because it's literally the only way that we can be sustained in these streets as his children now i know i started to talk about how we can distract distraction and I also am not going to create a homework or assignment or list for you this week. But I did want to share just how um, everything that I'm saying, these are the ways that we can distract ourselves from the distraction. So I'm just giving you a pause again to let you know that I know that two plus two don't equal four yet, but it's adding up. Okay, just continue to be fed. Allow yourself to be fed. So when life gets hard, it's almost second nature for us to get distracted by those trials. And as children of God, we really don't need to let those difficulties have our full attention because it's our faith that's supposed to be distracting us from our fear. Who we know God to be should distract us from our doubts. This is how we make it through every season of life when we use distractions for our good. See, I told you I had to give you some context first before I talked about the, the, the um, you know, the, the bottom line. Because if we're going to be distracted, at least let us make the intentional choice to train our minds to focus on the possibilities instead of our problems. Like, basically, if I could sum up what I've just been saying, I know that life gets hard. You've heard a lot of my testimony, okay? Life has lifed for me. <laughs> That's why this podcast was born, actually, because I was like, well, listen, the enemy going to try to beat me up, baby. I'm standing up and I'm swinging. So now everything that you used against me, I'm about to use back against you, okay? Because I used to just lay down and cry. Well, I can cry and I can still knock you out because baby girl got hands, okay? That's not to you guys. That's That's to the enemy. He be trying to, you know, tussle. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm fed up. So I'm ready to tussle back. So every time I feel an attack, I'm like, say less. Let's give some more glory to God. And you're going to learn today. But anyway, so what I'm saying is I totally get it. Things are difficult. When things get difficult, we often get distracted. And then we don't focus on the goal, whatever we're working towards, because now this obstacle has come up and our human flesh, it just is wired to focus on the problems instead of the problem solver. So that's what I'm here to say. Like we can distract ourselves from being distracted by knowing who we have our eyes laid on knowing that we can believe that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I know that there, life just hands out various levels of difficulties based on so many different things. But what I also know is that the God I serve is unchanging, right? 
We saw a pandemic in 2020. He's seen pandemics before. He's delivered people from depression before. He's offered people helping hands in a way out of no way before. He's done all of this and more for people who actually choose to believe. And that's really what it boils down to. There are so many people who don't know God, who are skeptical, skeptical, excuse me, about his transformative power over our lives because they haven't yet experienced it for themselves. But if you know him, you already know that he bowed what he bowed, right? So remind yourself that you're built different. We have privileges as kingdom kids that the world simply doesn't have, no matter how much sage and weed and alcohol and whatever else they spend their time with. So tap into the faith that you believe in. And I know that sometimes this is very hard. It's easier said than done, and it does require discipline. But the truth of the matter is that the word never said we were going to have it easy. It said that we would see some hard days, but it also says that we will always have the victory. So like, let's tap into the things that we know can keep our eyes focused so that we can be distracted from those distractions, from those attacks, from those obstacles and challenges, because no matter how much bad is going on, you will still always have something to be grateful for. There's always going to be something good, even if that good thing is that you're alive and you're breathing, right? There's always going to be some some good to distract yourself with. Maybe we need to do some praying and meditation. Maybe we need to check in with a friend or somebody that we love that we can be completely real with about how we're feeling. Maybe it's a morning routine. Maybe it's continuing or starting a gratitude journal. All I'm here to say is that we're in this fight together. And one thing I know, if you rocking with me, we're not coming out on the bottom, okay? <laughs> so please have some grace with yourself and authentically own this journey no matter what stage you're in. The best way to appreciate the rain in your life is by acknowledging that soon enough, the sun is going to have to shine again, okay? Now, that's how the math maps, and I need you to take care of yourselves, for real, for real. And this is, before we go, this is a foundational scripture that I love to stand on to help me stay grounded. So it's found in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 34. And it says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And that's it. So I need you to ask yourself, friend, because you should be friending yourself. What am I doing to help my stay, myself stay up and to make the most of the moment that I have right now? And then continue to meditate on that. Continue to really do things. Don't just sit down and let life sucker punch you. You bigger than that, friend. You better than that, friend. Yes, admit the stuff is hard and then do something about it. Like, you don't have to let life life all over you. It's a no-no. Put your boundaries up, baby. And that's all I have to say. Okay, bye. Bye.